0: Hey everybody, C-Node here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like your retirement account. It's out there somewhere, I think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, today on the show I wanted to talk about mental illness and violence. Uh, it, it is. This is trigger warning. Trigger, trigger warning. Because I get a little bit aggressive on this episode. This is definitely a tough love episode. I talk about mental illness and violence, particularly domestic violence, and how mental illness people who use mental illness as an excuse to abuse people, both emotionally and physically. And it is not appropriate that mental illness is separate from your upbringing and your behavior as a person that, um, you know, being a crappy person is, you know, comes from toxic surroundings and development Whereas mental illness will accentuate those things. There are very different things. And I also talk about the person who is being abused that often makes, makes excuses for not leaving, for allowing themselves to continue to be hit and hurt, and talking about love and emotions, and it's uh, and, and basically talking about the codependent nature of all of that stuff too. So it's really important for you guys to understand that I'm coming at this from a place of love, but it's going to be tough love. It is going to be me talking to you in a way that is going to be very uncomfortable. Hopefully, some of you are very excited about that. <laughs> but um, you know, this is this is in relation to a real thing that's happening lately in a friend of ours' life, and um, I'm I'm using that rage to fuel this episode. So um, very long intro, but it's all out of love and. Let's hit the button, let's do the thing. Buckle up your seatbelts, because this is a bumpy ride. Let's go. Drugs, please! So today we're going to talk about mental health and violence, and more specifically the excuse of using mental health to cover up for acts of violence. And again, this is going to be kind of a subjective discussion. This is not based on numbers and facts and information in that sense. This is a general discussion that a lot of people experience when they're in relationships or you know they someone does like a terrible thing uh, God forbid murder someone or does something extreme and please mental health issues or something like that now what I really want to talk about is the fact that mental health is not singularly or mental illness I should say specifically is not singularly to responsible for someone doing something bad specifically something violent Because there are lots of bipolar people in the world, there are lots of people who are dealing with lots of different extreme types of mental illness and issues, but it's not a mass murder spree that you hear out in the world. And what happens a lot of the time when it comes to mental illness is that somebody in a situation tends to use that mental health particularly in a relationship And I guess specifically I should be talking about people in relationships and like domestic violence and I guess I'm going to be real about why I'm doing this sh- episode because we have a friend of ours who has recently gone through an issue where her boyfriend has um, bipolar disorder and he goes through bouts of mania and things like that but he most recently has hit her and we're working with her to get her help and get her out of the situation or to properly assess it. So it really made me think of doing this kind of episode to talk about it because in that specific circumstance, I'm not gonna name names, of course, in that specific circumstance, it's someone who is using their mental health and mental illness as a way to keep someone bound in their life to use it as a means for guilting someone and emotional abuse because not only is it difficult to have a mental illness but it's very difficult to be the partner of someone who is dealing with a mental illness or a father or son or other some other relationship to someone directly with someone who's dealing with mental illness especially for the type of person, and this is true for a lot of people, who are very concerned with making sure that other people's needs are met. And that could be naturally within you, or you could have been influenced by your upbringing to think of people that way. And maybe it's not worked for you, but you continue to do it because it's something that, you know, socially you've been pressured to make sure that someone else is taken care of more than yourself. And unfortunately, that's a lot more common than, we give notice to. So um, in this case, you know, it's someone that is taking advantage of their mental health to use it as an abusive tool. And truth is, and I've used this in a couple of episodes, that mental health is not an excuse to let go. Mental health is not an excuse to not, not get help, to not find ways to make yourself better, or to improve your situation. Whether that includes getting yourself into the right environment surrounding yourself with the right people going to therapy or going to get some sort of medication and that does not mean that your mental health is someone else's responsibility and you as a partner of someone who's dealing with mental health you are not their responsibility they are not your responsibility rather so let's let's approach it from a different perspective let's talk about relationships in general because there is a bit of an overarching um, really negative perspective on relationships. And it it comes from insecurity and self-imposing feelings about relationships and about what you're worthy of and such. I think a lot of people get involved into, into abusive relationships because they're feeling insecure. They feel like they're scared to go into the unknown by getting rid of this relationship. They're scared of what the other person might do in a mental health situation. They're scared if they leave, they're going to drive the other person to kill themselves. And how could they deal with that guilt? Or they're dealing with this insecurity of feeling like, this is the best person that I could ever get. There's no way that I could improve myself. There's no way that I could get a better person in my life. I don't want to be alone. Being alone is scary. This is going to be a tough love episode because I simply want to say, get over it. (laughs) <laughs> uh I'm, I'm gonna hope to find words that are a little bit more helpful but i'm i'm starting with the tone of get over it because that literally everything that you've ever done in your life has at some point involved a risk or taking some sort of uh making a choice you know being alone for a while just because you're going to be alone <clears throat> for a while in a healthy situation where you could possibly surround yourself with healthier people and take time to grow and learn and change and hopefully find someone else it just doesn't mean that you're gonna end up being alone It doesn't why why is that the assumption why is that the assumption that you're going to be alone versus like opening the door for a whole bunch of people to be able to come into your life so i want to address that first because these situations you know, again, thinking about relationships, they are three entities, you know, it is, it is one person, the other person, and then the third relation, the third entity is the relationship itself, you know, and we forget to, we put so much energy into that third entity that we forget to take care of ourselves, we get to consider what our needs are. And so a lot of the time, people are not good at foregoing their own needs. It does not bring them that sense of fulfillment that they need in their life. Especially if you're operating in a place of fear. Fear that the other person is going to leave you. Fear that the other person is going to stalk you or do something violent. Fear that you're going to be alone. Living in, kind of, living in fear and making decisions based on fear hasn't helped anyone ever. Ever. I can't think of a, I can't think of a reason. I can't think of a, a time where fear has led someone to something positive. It puts you in a defensive state, and if you're trying to move forward in life, how does fear help you? Sure, fear can help you from getting away from an actual thing that is scary, but fear from the unknown, fear of the dark, fear of something you don't have any information on, that is simply irrational, and that does not work. You can fear a giant monster that's in front of you, but you can't fear... if you fear a giant hole, the only thing you should actually be fearing is falling into the hole, not the hole itself. So what I want you to think about when you're in a relationship that is abusive and you need to get out to eliminate that fear of the unknown, that fear of leaving, that fear of being alone because you simply do not know. You're, feeling the, you're fearing the emptiness, You're not fearing what you're going to do with that emptiness. And maybe you could fear what you're going to do with that emptiness. But that's why you have support. That is why you have friends. That is why you need to find a support system. And truth is, you could say to me, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I don't have anyone to connect with. Bullshit. There's always a way. There's always someone that you could find to connect with. You could find a therapist. You could could call the police, and the police could help you like you're not going to get that deep connection with a police officer but they're going to listen to you and they're gonna be aware of what's going on so they can help you the point is that you are not alone so stop acting like you are alone and stop acting like you're the person that has to fix everything that's simply not true now I'm going to talk to the other person The person who is dealing with the mental illness, the person that is using mental health as a means to control the other person, and mental health to not help yourself. First of all, mental health is not an excuse for shitty behavior. Shitty behavior is separate from mental illness. Mental illness can accentuate shitty behavior, but mental illness does not create shitty behavior. Let's be clear about that. I want to be clear about that to you, if you're the person listening that is doing this, or if you're the person that knows someone that is doing this, it is important to know that shitty behavior comes first. Mental illness accentuates that shitty behavior. So I'm going to mark this episode explicit <laughs> because there's probably there's going to be triggers left and right on this episode. And I know someone's going to get upset, and that's fine. That's the point. You're going to have to get a little bit upset about this in order to move forward and do something about it because this is serious stuff, you know, someone gets punched, if you, the person that is dealing with mental illness, uses it as an excuse to hurt someone or to be violent, you're going to either end up in jail and get punished for it, or you're going to hurt or kill the person that you claim to love. How, would, how does that help anyone? So you need to take responsibility, take personal responsibility for what you're dealing with. And I know if you're listening and you have borderline personality disorder, you're probably very decent- defensive about this right now. And that's fine. You know, it's going to be hard. You're going to need a different kind of attention. But other types of people are going to find that taking personal responsibility will help them. Taking personal responsibility in getting help. And it doesn't mean things are going to change overnight, but making sure that how you feel is not someone else's responsibility. I wish that's something that we were taught as kids. That your emotions are not the responsibility of someone else. Your emotions are not your mom's responsibility. your friends, or teachers, no one else's responsibility, but your own. You have to work through them, and you have to talk about them if you need help with them. You know, it's not about isolating yourself and being alone, but it's about taking responsibility and and finding the path to feeling better. And someone who's dealing with mental illness, especially as an excuse, to be difficult to someone or to potentially hurt them it is incredibly important for you to stop stop what you're doing and figure out the next step that you can take to go get help again therapy medicine a friend maybe you leave the relationship <laughs> I mean I, if you feel like you're gonna hurt the person you care about then why are you with them that's the thing that i don't understand i don't understand that aspect of love and this usually comes from men to women i don't want to generalize in that sense but that's from from what i've noticed that seems to be the case is that men covet women as opposed to loving them and men are more likely to be abusers but women are also domestic abusers and physical and emotional abusers and it's about control it's about making sure that you're living the role of being loved and not necessarily actually being loved you want someone around you so that you can control and feel some sense of purpose but it's all synthetic it's manufactured it's a synthetic sense of purpose it's not real it's, it's not it's not going to get you an actual connection with the person that you're with you're just driving them away, emotionally, but keeping them there physically. You are a kidnapper. I need you to know that. If you are emotionally abusing someone, you are a kidnapper. It should be punishable. <laughs> and I know I'm being a little bit mean and harsh in this episode, but this is, this is real stuff here. So I, I need you guys to understand. I need people that are using mental health as an excuse to do shitty behavior, to separate themselves from mental health. Because if you are not taking the time to fix yourself, that is a problem with you as a human first. That is a problem with maybe your upbringing. That's a problem with with something about your brain wiring is not allowing you to help yourself and you're not surrounded by the people that can support you and help you get there. And all I'm doing is trying to encourage you I know you're going to get upset, but I'm trying to encourage you to take personal responsibility, to go to a therapist, to talk to someone, to assess your surroundings. What is making you triggered? What is making you upset? Is it your parents and you just keep them around because you're supposed to? Are you? What are you doing? What do you feel like you're doing because you're supposed to do them? And, and are those things the things that are making you feel terrible? and reassess your values and your freedom. You know, especially in the U.S., we talk about freedom all the time, but we don't give ourselves freedom. We don't give ourselves the freedom to make the decision that we want to make in life. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to to do something, to change something, because of what? A silly emotional connection? Sorry, I don't mean to discount your emotions, but come on. You're not using logical thinking at all. I'm not expecting people to use any semblance of logical thinking or any advanced semblance of logical thinking, but it's got to exist at some point. You can't just say, "I love this person, I care about this person and just completely give in regardless of them punching you. Would you say, "I love you while they're punching you? Come on both of you stop it you're both responsible. that's codependent relationships. those are code that's codependency 101. You're giving this person the excuse to continue to be the way that they are. By leaving them, you're giving them the opportunity to grow. By encouraging them to take their own responsibility, you're encouraging them to grow. But you can't make anyone do anything. The person being abused can't make the abuser change. The person doing the abuse cannot control the other person to do their bidding. It's mutual control. I hope you understand that. It's mutual attempts at controlling each other. You're allowing yourself to be controlled as the person who is being abused and enabling the abuser to continue to to harm you and uh, just allowing yourself to make excuses. So, bottom line is, you can tell someone to get out of an abusive relationship. You can try to help them. You can try to help them stay away from violence. And ultimately, it is still the individual's responsibility. I can't convince someone to change. It's not about control. But understand that your friends, your family, are only going to be around if you're, if you're actually listening to them and you're taking their advice to heart and respecting what they want and foregoing your need for emotional comfort just for a little while. Because you'll grow. You'll get out of it. You'll get better. You'll have the opportunity to meet someone new. When everything is quiet and you're not dealing with the emotional turmoil of someone who is using their mental illness as an excuse to beat you, you can get out of it. You can take time for everything to slow down So you can reassess your situation, your environment, the people you're surrounding yourself with, start to develop a positive environment of people that are in your life, remove all of the toxicity, and eventually get into a relationship that is healthier because you've taken the time to grow and have given yourself the room to grow. If you stay within an abusive relationship it's not going to go anywhere. It is insanity. It is going to go in circles. The other person is going to continue to abuse you. Now, I've done other episodes about emotional abuse, and I encourage you to go check those out because I talk a little bit about more of the timing as to when to leave. Um, Sometimes it is literally you have to pack a bag when they're at work and leave and leave a note. Because if you give them... Abusers are, especially involving mental health, Abusers are masters of emotional manipulation, so if you give them the opportunity to see your face and read your emotions, they're going to pounce on every bad feeling of guilt and insecurity that you have inside of your body, and they're going to take advantage of that. Especially when there is mental illness involved, they are going to take that opportunity to use their mental illness as their number one way to get under your skin and say, you can't leave me because I'm going to kill myself and honestly they're not allowed to do that they can kill themselves I'm not encouraging them to I'm saying that they're not allowed to use that as a tool because that doesn't sound honest it <laughs> doesn't sound honest in in their approach because what do they get out of killing themselves they lose a life and you get to live on alright that sounds kinda of terrible I'm not gonna go down that route but what I understand what, what's basically happening is you just can't allow yourself to, to have them use that as their excuse to keep you around if that's scary and every time you, you just have to start assessing every time you have that emotional argument if you feel like they're having a discussion with you and they're taking advantage of every single emotion you're feeling if they seem to be aware of every single emotion you have I can see how that is alluring but they're not using it responsibly they have a gift. They have a gift of empathizing and th- figuring out what your emotions are, but instead of using it for good, they are using it to trample all over you. And that's just wrong. It's just terrible. It's not good. And mental health as an excuse for violence is not acceptable at all. So I think, I think some of the scariest parts are the fact that you're alone. You know, you're someone who is, who is feeling like you have no one First of all, you have me. If you're dealing with something, you can voice message me. You absolutely can. or hit me up at Rival My Design on all the social channels. because you can. you could talk to me. I'm not the best emotional person. I'm going to give you more logical decision making and to and, and give you um, action items, perhaps. But if you have no one, then start with someone, anyone reach out to your podcast host (laughs) and I'll be able to point you in the direction of a therapist. If you're not really good at finding a therapist, you have no idea where to look or how to start or how to even get out of an emotional abusive relationship. There are resources online. There are people that you can connect with, people who are trying to help other people. There's always someone. So get this out of your head that you are alone because you're not. And the person who is dealing with mental illness and being the abuser, you are also not alone. I know I, I've antagonized you throughout this podcast because you deserve it. I'm going to be honest about that. But you are also a person who was once a child who once deserved attention to be cared for, to be loved, and someone in your life at some point denied you of that and has made you seek that out through your relationship and your fear of them leaving has caused you to hold on to them in a way that is unhealthy for the relationship. You are not keeping a healthy relationship around, and you also deserve better. You also deserve the opportunity to improve yourself. You deserve the opportunity to take time to go to a therapist, to get medication, to improve your mental health and your relationships, to improve your environment and get better. You know, the point is to not antagonize a person for who they are. Because we're all people, we're all humans, we all have emotions, we all have things that we want. We're all selfish in one way or another. We want to be able to, to get to a better place. But you have to allow yourself to get to a better place. That starts with you. As the abuser or the abusee, you have to take personal responsibility for your path in life. You are not responsible for fixing another person. You are not responsible for being fixed by another person it is up to you to take the reins in life because there's another episode that I encourage you to check out. It's an early, older episode, which I want to reiterate. It's called No One Cares because in its essence, every little thing that you care about that is causing you or keeping you away from doing the things you want to do, no one cares. No one cares about those things anywhere near as much as you do. Stop worrying about them. Take action in the positive way. Do everything you can to help yourself and find ways to get better. Find some way. There is always a way. There is always a way. Let me iterate that one more time. There is always a way and there is always someone. But you have to realize that there is a way. You have to search for the path. You have to find it. You have to take responsibility. You have to take the time. And you have to stop making excuses. You have to stop making other people responsible for your emotions. You need to stop allowing someone else to hurt you. Who, all right. I'm going to Oh, I feel like I just blacked out. <laughs> uh, how do we recover from that? Sorry, that was a heavy episode. I'm going to put a trigger warning in the uh, in the description and in the intro because that was a lot. That was heavy, but I'm gonna be real. I'm honestly really angry about this situation with our friend. I'm really angry about continuously hearing about people using mental illness as an excuse to hurt people to not better themselves. Because if you have a mental illness and unless you're dealing with something that is like schizophrenic and you can't, you have no control at all, like that is the only time that, 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 that you can't you're going to have a more difficult time with control but if but everyone can be aware of what's going on in their lives even if it is something else taking the wheel in those moments there are bits of sanity in between and in those bits of sanity you need to find your path so anyway before i go down another rant rabbit hole uh i'm gonna wrap up this episode um let me know what you felt about this one. Do you want more stuff like this? I, I'm, I'm trying not to do stuff like this. Like I'm, I'm really trying hard to not be so attacking and judgy and antagonistic. That is not my goal. Again, at the end of this, if you made it to the end of this, the goal is to make sure that you're feeling empowered. And that sometimes that involves tough love. Some that, sometimes that involves getting in your face a little bit and saying, stop it. Stop being a child. You're an adult now you need to take responsibility for your life, you know, and um, sometimes that's hard, you know, again, we were all children once, you know, we all have different paths, and we're all just people that are trying to live and trying to enjoy life, we're not genuinely trying to hurt people, we are just reacting to the circumstances that we've been surrounded by, or that we've created for ourselves, because again, if you're living in a free country, you've created it for yourself, sorry, you were born into a lot of situations sure you were born into difficult parents or you were born into a poverty situation but more times than not there's a way to find a way out of it there's a way to find a person that can help you there's at least the start of a path it doesn't mean you're going to pick something or find someone and everything's going to change tomorrow it's about consistency it's about work it's about drive it's about self-worth and self-love caring for yourself first and foremost and everything else will fall into place after so take that and run with it let me know what you're doing to fix yourself <laughs> if you feel like you're broken how, how can you love yourself a little bit better stop saying so much so many bad things about yourself I mean that I'm telling the entirety of the country stop feeling terrible just cut it out you are great you are amazing you've got so many things that you can do you are capable you are worth it you are worthy absolutely go for it this is like way far way emotional for me and this is the influence from molly so you should check out the darling rage because she's very positive <laughs> anyway um yeah i'm wrapping this up i love you guys take care of yourselves and each other leave me a voice message leave me a review let me know what you think even if it's angry just let me know i want to hear it i know it's upsetting it's fine it's part of the process <laughs> all right i'll see you guys next time